सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यम करवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमा विद्विशावहै ओम शांति 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 नाउ इन दी ध्यान श्लोकास देर आर सम कपलेट्स सेट टू दी अनुष्ठुप मीटर the first two uh we know that we saw uh, the first one at least was said to the and the rest of the uh, eight shlokas that we will see as part of the dakshinamurti ashtakam you know it's an eight aspected murti with the eight shlokas very nicely done and so all those so that that uh, quadruplets that four line ones or um, uh, what is that you know in the uh, meter in the sanskrit meter called shardula vikridita shardula means tiger vikridita means play so the baby tiger at play it doesn't walk in a straight line you know you know baby tiger is a overgrown cat with a <laughs> with a with you know bigger claws and a bigger ego that's all and so what does it do it is just like a cat so the cat walking means it will suddenly see one butterfly it will do like this and pounce and then it will change its mind because it will see a rabbit then it goes down that road and then it just walks and then sometimes it sits and stares off into space so like this you know the the meter is named after the 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 big cat the the what is that the tiger at play and it's a kind of an interesting name as well for the meter of the dakshinamurti shloka because you see the thing is that the uh, you know the tiger is a dangerous animal but here it is not dangerous because it is playing yeah it is playing sometimes it plays with its food but here the idea is that it is just playing you know it's just having a good day and uh, it's not in the form of a predator you know so it's just playing and the play takes a kind of a meandering way in which the uh, meter proceeds you know and that that kind of a meandering way uh, you know where it you know where there is a sudden jump and then a retraction and then you know a kind of a pause all this is part of the tiger at play and so this is you know this is an interesting uh, and a very popular meter not very easy to compose uh, uh, you know in because sometimes you need you know you need uh, you know uh, how is that uh, you know how is that jumping and the stopping represented it is represented by long and short syllables so the syllables make the meter whether we are talking of the english language prosody prosody means the study of meters the branch of knowledge which uh, talks about meters is called prosody and so whether we are talking of the english language prosody or the sanskrit uh, chandas which is the prosody which is the sanskrit name for prosody uh, it is the same thing the it is all syllabic so you know there are long syllables and then short syllables and then in english we have what is called the long syllables are accented syllables and the short syllables will be non accented syllables now in sanskrit we don't have the uh, you know accents at all we only have long and short laghu short and then long dirgha guru so guru long laghu short that's how it is and so the shardula vikridita starts off you know in the beginning you i mean it's like i think 17 uh, syllables in one line and so you have to have three long syllables right at the beginning yeah maunavya you see that's that's a very good example maunavya kya prakatita prakatita you know 
and again you then that is followed by one long one short and then three short syllables it's not easy to compose uh, so but it is uh, you know it is uh, appropriate to describe the whole uh, you know charitra and the message and the teachings of lord dakshinamurti because you know like the meter you know vedanta shastra and the study of vedanta is not some kind of a linear thing taking you from you know page 1 to page 200 which is the end of the book uh, so it's not that people you know are just uh, the teachers here are taking you in a linear fashion now the pramana is first you gather all the viveka vairagya chapter 1 and then chapter 2 you find a guru oh guru where are you <laughs> and then sit in front of the guru bring an offering to the guru and then you know always and then after that what start the study and then after that study study then the pramana unfolds first there is tvam pada vichara an analysis into you and then there is tat pada vichara analysis into that which is the cause of the universe which is uh, non separate from you and then there is asi pada vichara asi means the, the the oneness of the two are you know unfolded in the culmination of who done it mahavakya and then the the, the student says you know bho guru or a weird guru you know dhanyaham i am completely blessed kritakrityaham i am you know i have I, my life's purpose is fulfilled i have done everything that i needed to do tata bye bye thank you i am one with you you know this is not a neat package it doesn't go in a linear way it doesn't go from point a to point b simply because you are the point the whole point is you that's the point you are point a you are point b you are the one that is holding the hand of the guru and walking and you are the one that is the guru itself non separate from the guru so where is there is the destination is you the wayfarer is you the sojourn the travel itself is you so there is really you know nowhere to go nothing to do and besides you know the shruti you know deploys various kinds of uh, pedagogies karana karya you know viveka you know or prakriya karana karya prakriya prakriya means various methodologies that are deployed so that is the meaning of the word prakriya the, the the way in which the pramana operates is called prakriya with the help of examples with the help of certain methodologies and out of those methodologies the one that we will see you know which has an abiding presence in vedanta shastra is called karya karana prakriya karyam effect karanam cause so what is the effect the effect is non separate from the cause oh really yes because whatever you see as the effect that is the manifest universe is non separate from the cause karyam karanat ananyat this is a this is one one part of the uh, how the pedagogy the, the teaching methodology operates and so therefore one can be quick to come to another conclusion a very tempting conclusion karyam karana tananyat all right and therefore what karanam karana karyadapi ananyat so the other way around also we can take the cause is the same as the effect na <laughs> this is the magic effect is non separate from cause what is cause cause is cause causeless cause cause remains cause effect cause does never become it is a causeless cause that never becomes anything including becoming the effect the cause becoming anything is very unbecoming so this is karya karana prakriya and then when is this deployed there is no set and steadfast rule that okay on chapter 3 this is uh, or on the 6th class uh, after the this thing you know today is only the 5th class and here we are <laughs> you know one day ahead so in the 6th class it should have been talked about and then you know that is not how it is any time you can talk about it and then then go back and say something again and even if this is a simple prakriya then even the, we see that in the vedanta shastra it is talked about at the very end sometimes 
because there is some doubt vagueness confusion error and all those have to be dismissed and again it is not always true especially in kali yoga that they all the um, what is that called the um, qualifications are gained and after the qualifications are gained then only one comes and sits in front of the teacher no you know often times the the qualifications are gained due in the course of the study and so like this it's a, like that's why the shardula vikrita is a very appropriate meter for the dakshina murti stotram because it charts the vedanta methodology which is which goes back and forth because there is nowhere to go nothing to do and the, the it is not all just neat you know all the ducks in one row and neat what am i going to do next what 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 am i going to study next and sometimes people want this what is the portion what is the syllabus uh, you know and i have to say bus to requests about the syllabus bus means enough because you know when the syllabus is given and then what happens is that there, you know there is a sense of control and the pramada the knower wants to be in control and then what does the what does vedanta shastra do it dissipates this need for the control you know by showing that there is nothing to control first of all and second of all as long as one is invested in in wanting to control something or the other then you know the the, the whole point of vedanta shastra is lost because the controller has to be dislodged in the course of this teaching and that is why this the shardula vikridita meter you know three long syllables in the beginning you know you know it's like taking a deep breath and then it is just launching into the into the shastra and then going back and forth between the long and the short much like the unexpected movements of the tiger at play sometimes it's scary oh my god it looks like it's coming right at me and then you read in the national geographic stories of the safari safari means you you go in the jungle in a jeep you know along with some hefty fellows who know how to deal with these big cats and the big cats they are quite playful you know as long as the tummy is full they can afford to be playful and then one time what you know we see hear these stories so the you know the person is driving all these you know what is that these big cat aficionados with their binoculars and everything and into the deep into the jungle where you see this you know family of tigers sitting and then you know i mean everybody is clicking photos everybody is you know doing all kinds of things getting excited but happy that they are in a closed enclosed jeep with uh, all kinds of you know glass glass is up everything ac jeep outside it is 105 degrees and then the you know you are looking at the big cats and then if you look at it from the perspective of the big cats the big cats are also looking at you you know they are all gathering together why they say oh some funny vehicle is going to come now that we have had our breakfast let us look at these funny people who are completely unpredictable and and slightly stupid and let us see them pass by this is the safari season they are also planning perhaps so then one time you know i read and this, this is a very common thing many times many such stories you would have also read that one young tiger came came up to the car and then they they got even more excited the people inside because they could get better photos and everything with their fancy cameras and then what did it do you know it uh, it it is uh, it it was a techno savvy tiger yeah adolescent tiger techno savvy adolescent tiger and it had seen many safari people it knew how the car operate operated all it did was yank the door handle from the back, the, the back door handle and they had forgotten to lock it because they they underestimated the intelligence of this baby tiger at play ha <laughs> ah. and then it it opened yeah it opened the door all it did very confidently it walked up it sniffed around a little bit and then stood on its hind legs and opened the car door and then proceeded to get inside also 
but very quick thinking people and then the safari the the, the people who were managing the the tour you know quickly were able to close it and centrally lock it yeah it was <laughs> very unexpected here they thought they were in a position of control and then what happened you know the whole control they had to let go of and experience the fear of letting go of that control ha ah, finally we are safe vedanta exposing oneself to vedanta shastra is also like that this meter tells us so in the course of until march 29th unexpected things can happen <laughs> be ready how to be ready expect the unexpected that's all it is so unexpected things will happen and then you know what you know just like the the most unexpected thing is the uh, opening the the tiger opening the the big cat opening the car door jeep door you know and so like that you know the whole point is not to be in control and enjoy that process of letting that ahankara the ego the controller of the body mind sense complex surrender to bhagavan and that controller itself is apasmara it's a conglomeration of ragad dveshas and all kinds of things that is trying to hold on to certain you know certain kinds of a uh, what's the word for it ideas and notions and that is what has to let go and then you know and then the other thing is also that the shruti does not take a straight line because the human being is you know infinitely complex yeah infinite and infinitely complex and so in order to do that uh, you know in order to understand this you know the there, there will be many many meanderings into this into the and many back and forths into vedanta shastra and therefore this is what is called shardula vikridita this is the meter but then we have a few more dhyana shlokas that are in the bhagavad gita meter called anushthup you know 16 uh, syllables in one line you know you can sort of break uh, you know in uh, in the middle eight eight syllables syllables you can break so let us look at the next one chitram vatataror mule वृद्धा शिष्या गुरुर्युवा गुरोस्तु मौनम व्याख्यानम शिष्यास्तु छिन्न संशयः दिस इज अ वेरी नाइस वन या दिस इज अ वंडरफुल वन बिकॉज़ यू नो इट इट टॉक्स अबाउट द द सिचुएशन इन इन अ यू नो इन अ इन अ ऑसम वे chitram here chitra here means how awesome is this amazing this is what a pretty picture this is chitra literally means picture but here it's talking of what an amazing and wonderful picture this and what is that you know where is this happening where is this pretty amazing picture happening vatataroho mule what a taru banyan tree taru tree what a we have seen banyan tree so what a taroho mule mulam root so at the foot at the root of the banyan tree an amazing movie is being shown <laughs> an amazing thing is taking place an amazing darshan you will never get to see this unique situation anywhere come one come all let us look at this fantastic thing that is being shown to us you know in the personage of lord dakshinamurthy so what is the first thing that is amazing vriddha shishya you know old old big big beards you know and uh, sitting uh, sitting there old shishyas and then a young teacher usually you know it's the other way around the teacher is the one that is old old in knowledge elder in age elder in experience elder in you know every uh, you know aspect and the students are young young minded you know immature wanting to study whatever you want to say but here the picture is reversed that's why it's a very pretty amazing uh, you know picture what an amazing you know darshan this is it is reversed 
and why is it reversed we have already seen in when we talked about at length you know the whole thing about lord dakshinamurthy the students are elderly because for of two reasons we have seen this just to sum up they are elderly because of you know they are they have been around they are quote unquote old souls as we say in english because they are jeevas that have gained maturity how by being keeping on being born making a few mistakes being born again Again, you know, then becoming little more dharmic, being born again, then becoming little more dharmic, little more, you know, say over the ragadveshas, little more commitment to knowledge, all these things. So they have grown over their cycles of birth, and so that's why, in one respect, they are old. And the second reason they are old, vridhaha, is not vayo vridhaha. They are not old in age. Jnana vridhaha. We have seen this in detail. Jnana vridhaha means what? You know, they are old in emotional. They have gained all the qualifications and the emotional maturity. So that's the first discrepancy we see here. That's why come one, come all to what? To, to the Dakshina Murti ball, where you see this, you know, where you see this amazing reversal, where the teacher is young. because the knowledge is ever fresh ever young even though it is ancient it is pura eva navah iti puranah it is both ancient because it has come down through the parampara and it is ever fresh ever young because the knowledge is like an app that constantly updates itself with every aapta that is unfolding this app which is vedanta shastra aapta means a, a person who got it so the teacher who got it is updating the app to make it relevant to the, the the place the time the people who are studying it so that they can sit riveted and listen to it that's the whole idea otherwise if you just say that oh i'm going to teach just like adi shankara taught you know if you say that then what will happen you know then nothing will happen that's what the whole thing is so but then why do we study bhashya we we study bhashya to unfold adi shankara to to see how it is timeless and make it relevant otherwise bhashya study is not you know it becomes very boring if you just sit and uh, look at the meanings of some people do that Now, nothing wrong but it's not it's it's uh, it's to gain panditya it's to gain some kind of a uh, you know mastery in sanskrit and the language so they will parse each word okay mauna vyakhya prakatita and then what is what is it say and what is the which case fourth case fifth case sixth case like this they will you know uh, parse every word and then look at it and you know that's that's just a textual study here we are not interested in a textual study we are interested in what the text has to convey to change the heart from being you know a closed kind of a dense rock into a blooming flower that it really is that is what is interested why we are interested in the study so the app keeps updating itself that's why the teaching is ever fresh ever new and you know that if the same and i have seen this i have seen pooja swami ji teach dakshinamurti stotram on many occasions each time it was not the same it was i mean of course the words are there and certain things are unfolded but the manner of unfoldment depended upon was depended upon who was sitting in front you know and now you know that's that's how it is and so that is how they, that is why it is the the teacher is ever young just to uh just to sum it up and then what you know gurostu and another paradox gurostu maunam vyakhyanam and here the teacher is another funny thing that is happening in the teacher taught scenario the teacher has to be teaching and then the teacher is teaching how silently <laughs> teacher is teaching silently meaning it looks like the teacher is not teaching at all because the teacher is keeping quiet oh 
so they are just sitting in front of the teacher and the teacher is keeping quiet well from where i sit that's what it looks let's say there is in front of us 50 yards or you know 25 yards away there is a, a tree and then there is a teacher sitting at the foot of the tree and four students sitting in front of the teacher looks like there is no varta there is no talk by the teacher teacher is not giving a talk oh then the students must be still ignorant no that's the funny part the ignorance of the student is miraculously dropped even though the teacher is not giving a talk shishyastu astu means you know they are what shishya uh, no not they are shishyahatu however the shishyas are what chinna samshayaha chinna samshayaha qualifies shishyaha shishyaha tu you know whereas however and look at this funny thing you know what even though the teacher is not talking the who are these students the students are those from whom all you know uh, all uh, doubts vagueness error connected to this knowledge of the self has dissipated completely chinna means cut through so all the doubts have been cut through all the vagueness is gone all the errors are gone even though the teacher has not uttered a single word and we have seen what this mauna vyakhya is it's not that the, the the knowledge is opposed to speech or opposed to talk it is that this knowledge of the self has to be delivered in a unique way without objectifying the self and the self cannot be objectified and it need not be objectified because you answer yes to the question when when i ask you are you here sometimes answer comes 5 minutes later but doesn't matter it still comes <laughs> you know and so that means what that means that this self effulgent self aware self has come under the sway of identifying with the body mind sense complex and it has committed a mistake in thinking that it is as good as the finite body the finite mind the finite senses the finite possessions and so therefore it has to be this 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 uh, this has to be dissipated this wrong uh, notions have to be removed and by indicating the truth of the self because the truth of the self cannot be pointed out as an object and that's why it is indicated subtly through what vedantic sign language and the vedantic sign language is is that that ahankara very ingenious we have seen all this in detail that ahankara with which you point to yourself and point to the rest of the world <coughs> you cannot point the with this finger anymore with this with the help of this ahankara this ahankara which points at everything including the body mind sense complex which you have taken to be yourself has to stop its pointing yeah. why you know this ahankara is like a cursor on the computer that points points clicks points clicks points clicks point 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 what's the point really because that it has no point because you cannot point to yourself that is the whole idea of mauna vyakhya the teaching in so called teaching in silence that with which with the help of which you point to everything cannot be you cannot use that ahankara to point to yourself that's why the ahankara bends in prayer in devotion in surrender you know to the lord and the lord says you are you know you know you are nothing but myself alone you know because the thumb is separate asanga from all these fingers uninvolved yet without the thumb the hand is useless similarly without the sachidanandam brahma bhagavan this whole world cannot you know nothing can happen you know you know and if this But, you know if this brahman were not there taitri uh, upanishad say asked the question ko anya ko anyat kaf pranyat who will breathe who will have activity no activity will be there no breathing can even breathing cannot take place let alone life you know even if the prana cannot operate what to talk of other activities to show this you know this verse is very beautiful shows this you know visualization
for the sake of dhyana for the sake of mantra you know to 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 calm the mind and to get ready for this teaching and a, a shloka is you know vishvato mukha then only it is effective effective because vishvato mukha means it should fulfill many things at once so it helps to calm down the ready for the knowledge and then you know it also helps to not just focus the mind but it also gives the teaching right there next one nidhaye sarva vidyanam bhishaje bhavaroginam gurave sarva lokanam dakshinamurtaye namaha so now we have had this unique adbhuta darshana a unique look at lord dakshinamurti we continue with the prayer who is this lord dakshinamurti we try to see and so you know dakshinamurtaye namaha i you know i've seen this unique you know drishya this sight under the banyan tree and naturally the hands join in prayer the head bends and then unto this lord and who is this lord is given you know in the rest of the mantra in the dhyana mantra so the first one is what the the, the last words dakshina murtaye namaha my salutations to this south facing you know lord who is adept at so many things uh, including what you know including uh, removing samsara who is adept at removing samsara this dakshina murtaye namaha my surrender my my invocation my salutation who is this dakshina murti nidhihi sarva vidyanam nidhihi nidhi means what the the um, what's a treasure treasury is nidhi and what kind of a treasury full of money gems gold even better <laughs> the treasury the kosha of all branches of knowledge yeah if all the branches of knowledge aparavidya meaning all the relative branches of knowledge such as chemistry astronomy astrophysics microbiology all complex branches of uh, you know knowledge and then you know and then what and then paravidya paravidya means what the uh, knowledge of the self both of them are necessary to learn dve vidye veditavye paracha aparacha you know because the aparavidya is not dismissed so the branches of knowledge such as you know chandas nirukta you know um, you know all these things you know shiksha kalpah so pronunciation grammar all these things are important and how to you know how to perform rituals all these things and to that you can add you know some logic and some kinds of ways of uh, you know mathematics all these things reading writing arithmetic all this is important because all this is in uh, the seva of the knowledge of the self so without aparavidya you cannot progress to paravidya because you should have some ability to make certain conclusions and to dismiss the wrong conclusions all these things some tarka is important some things are important and you know so logic is important and discipline is important language is important otherwise how will you understand and so though these two vidyas are you know indicated here so lord dakshinamurti is the embodiment of vidya is there is is sitting upon the treasury of vidya and who is approaching this lord dakshinamurti and surrendering the one who has atma avidya the ignorant one is surrendering to that which is all knowledge and that all knowledge is 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 compassionate enough to include your ignorance because it is not opposed to your ignorance even in fact that which just highlights your ignorance here is indicated that light of awareness by which you yourself say i am self ignorant i need this knowledge that ignorance which is you know benign enough it to not be opposed to you know even your ignorance that knowledge it's amazing 
Oh, but I thought ignorance was opposed to knowledge. Yes, you know, knowledge and ignorance are opposed to, but here we are only talking of vrittignanam. Vrittignanam is opposed to adhyanam. Vrittignanam is that, you know, that, uh, you know, knowledge which is, the, the, that aspect of the knowledge which is deployed by the Shastra in an active teaching situation which removes, you know, the knowledge, the ignorance of the self in your head individually. That is called vrittignanam where the teacher creates a situation by deploying a particular thought in the form of speech called what? You know, uh, akhanda karavritti or in the form of a sign, doesn't matter. Akhanda karavritti, a vritti of oneness is deployed, dismissing what? You know, all the other divisions. And that vritti goes into the head and all the walls that are there between Ishvara, Guru, Atma, all these things, oneself, Ishvara, Guru, Jagat, you know, Jiva, Ishvara, all the walls are dismantled by this thought. And the vritti is kshanika. Vritti just does its job and self-destructs, but the knowledge of you as whole remains because it is non-separate from you. So at that level there is an opposition between your ignorance and the, the self-knowledge which you want in order for, for, you know, there is in order to be freed of this ignorance. But not at the level of that Parabrahma, you, you know, because where else will ignorance, you know, be fit? Ignorance cannot be outside of this all knowledge. <laughs> and in fact, there is a huge, huge, people are confused about this. So there is a huge debate, a huge, big debate. Where? You know, in, in the Vedanta Shastra, in the Brahma Sutra, nonetheless, because, you know, where is this ignorance? You know, is ignorance outside of Brahman? And some people say it's outside of Brahman. Uh, you know, this is called the Bhamati school. You know, this Bhamati was a Bhamati Kara. You know, one Vachaspati Mishra was that, you know, was, uh, was a great writer. And he wrote a, um, you know, uh, what is that? He, he wrote a Vartika to the uh, Brahma Sutra. And in that he claims that, you know, Brahman, which is all knowledge, cannot be tainted even with a little bit of ignorance. And so you have to say ignorance is outside of Brahman. Then that leads us to a tricky situation. If ignorance is outside of Brahman, where did it come from? Correct? You know, because everything is Brahman. Sarvam Khalvidam Brahma. Aham Brahmasmi, Isha Vasyam Idam Sarvam. So if Idam Sarvam, if ignorance is outside of Idam Sarvam, how did it come? We are in a very embarrassing situation. Then we have another school, which is the Vivarna school, which says that the ignorance cannot be outside of Brahman. Why? Because nothing is outside of Brahman. Oh, then ignorance is within Brahman, that also doesn't sit very well. You know, you can't say ignorance is within Brahman, you know. Within Brahman means how can all knowledge Brahman have ignorance? And that is why we have to, you know, come to the conclusion where, you know, where we say ignorance is as though <laughs> ignorance doesn't have a leg to stand on. It is not on the same order of reality as knowledge. All knowledge is the reality, ignorance is an imposter, and ignorance is what? Ignorance is until the knowledge takes place, that eclipsed area of the brain, of the mind, of the buddhi is called ignorance. Yeah, that's all, and this is going to be made clear in one of the stanzas of the Dakshinamurti Shloka. Rahugrastha divakarendu sadrishaha. It is, you know, this ignorance that you are talking about is simply like the sun that is eclipsed by a shadow called Rahu. That's who. <laughs> so then you cannot say that the ignorance exists outside of, you know, the, the, the sun. No, in fact, because the presence of the sun alone can cast the shadow. So you cannot say the shadow exists outside of the light. In fact, the light and shadow are, you know, opposed to each other only in a specific situation. Otherwise, that light is, you know, is, is uh, what is that? Is, um, uh, is big enough to point to the shadow, <laughs> to cast a shadow. That's what the whole thing is. 
so here also this ignorance from from the standpoint of that ontological level where we talk about the 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 the, the all encompassing knowledge of how knowledge you know we are not talking of how knowledge takes place in the individual head in the individual buddhi we are talking about the status of ignorance and you know visavi all knowing brahman yeah so then you know then we have a different scenario because nothing is outside of brahman even the jagat is not outside of brahman even mithya you know jagat is not outside of satyam brahman mithya means as though we'll talk, we'll have a chance to talk about it in detail mithya means a dependent reality and this ignorance cannot be dependent on anything else for its existence other than all knowledge this is one more paradox of vedanta very beautiful one and this has to be understood very clearly and so you know listen carefully so here what this is that is why it is sarva vidyanam nidhihi so it is it is it is the you know nidhaye sarva vidyanam so the ignorant one is surrendering the ignorant jiva is surrendering to all knowledge you know and that all knowledge includes your ignorance ha <laughs> and then when that you know when that all knowledge when when your little ignorance is surrendered to limited ignorance thank god ignorance is limited because it has a limited time frame when your limited ignorance is surrendered to all knowledge what remains is all knowledge so unto that dakshinamurti who is the embodiment of all knowledge this ignorant one surrenders and then who is this ignorant one the ignorant one is a rogi subject to a fever you know subject to fever subject to all kinds of afflictions which starts to physicalize yeah <laughs> so you know many times you know somebody has a panic attack and they think they are having a heart attack because it really seems like a heart attack and then the panic attack person you know starts to feel constriction in the chest a region as the the arm and the shoulder start paining and then the head is aching throbbing and then palpitations are there there is breathlessness and they think they are having a heart attack and go to the emergency room and the doctor says you need some anti anxiety and in fact just go meditate <laughs> please sit and meditate take some deep breaths you are not having a heart attack at all but it is still a roga correct and what is this roga bhava roga bhava becoming roga disease so it's a disease of samsara and so everyone in samsara who's afflicted can be called as a bhava rogi रोगी मीन्स द रोग अस्ति रोगिन यू नो रोगी सो भव रोगी मीन्स वॉट द वन हु इज एफ्लिक्टेड बाई दिस लाइफ ऑफ बिकमिंग समथिंग और दि अदर दिस एडिक्शन टू बिकमिंग फेमस बिकमिंग एक्सेप्टेबल बिकमिंग रिच बिकमिंग मोर एजाइल बिकमिंग यंग रिमेनिंग यंग बिकमिंग 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 दिस होल लाइफ ऑफ बिकमिंग समथिंग और दि अदर which is which shows a discontent with one's own being which shows a lack of contentment with anything that is you know oneself this becoming 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 very unbecoming this becomes a roga it becomes an addiction because the more you feel you are unbecoming the more frantic you know is the effort to become into something else and then the more you become into something else that also you don't like and then you are you know you are attached to the wheel of samsara through your own karma you contribute to the wheel of samsara keeping moving 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 and taking you along with it and crushing you under its you know heavy weight and therefore what bhishaje bhavaroginam therefore i need a doctor not the er doctor <laughs> er doctor will send you home why because they the er doctor she or he will say you are not having a heart attack your heart is fantastic 
it is large enough and nice enough and strong enough to sustain this panic attack so don't worry your heart is bouncing and uh, doing its lap dap lap dap happily go home you know because i'm not the doctor for you and then so i need a special doctor <laughs> who is this special doctor bhavarogi naam bhishak bhishak means uh, a uh, you know bhishak is the um, bhishak means what doctor a special doctor and uh, you know bhavaroga bhishak you know the doctor for the disease of samsara and that's why in the rudram we have seen you know what is that we have seen that um, line prathamo daivyo bhishak the first doctor and a very interesting doctor the medicine is shravanam vedanta shastra and the medicine the solution is a very funny solution there is no pills that are prescribed there is no regimen that is prescribed and in fact the only thing that is told is that you know you are no, you are not subject to fever that is just a notion you are not subject to samsara that is what is being given here and so it's a very funny uh, what is that um, uh, very funny course of treatment the course of treatment is what the therapy here is what the therapy here is listening therapy just keep on listening to the fact that you are not subject to samsara to begin with so all the lotions and potions can go down the drain what you have to address is your very notions and what is the notion i need a potion and a lotion to dismiss this that very notion has to go so bhishaje bhavarogina so to this doctor who dismisses samsara you know dismisses all the afflictions of samsara and i come out healthy you know the body am bhavaron gurave sarva lokanam this we have already seen the guru of all the lokas dakshina murtaye namaha and then the next one is also very beautiful om namah pranavarthaya शुद्धज्ञानकमूर्त निर्मलाय प्रशाताय दक्षिणामूर्त नम अंटू दैट दक्षिणामूर्ति मै नमस्कार एंड हू इज दिस नमस्कार टू यू नो टू दिस प्रणवार्था who is the meaning of the word om that's why the mantra also starts with the auspicious word om om namaha namaha unto who you know pranavarthaya who is the very meaning of the word om and what is this om om means you you as satchidanandam brahma you as that which is all you know which is that awareness which is all pervasive without a second and that awareness which exists as everything in the universe without being any one thing that limitless all knowing awareness is you and that is om then what about the jagat jagat is also om but what about the maker of the jagat that is also om yeah that is not outside of om so what is this omkara that omkara is you know beautifully elucidated in the mandukya upanishad that omkara is you omkara is nothing but you and that omkara is what you as the vekar vishwa and that vekar relates you are not there in isolation in a vacuum when you wake up and rub your eyes you are relating first to your sense organs the eyes and the organs of actions the hands and then you look around you see all the things and you see other people also waking up in the household and then what is that you know that you are relating to the waking world and that waking world you know virat so virat is bhagavan who is you know who is who is uh, you know deploying the universe who is in the active you know act in the active job 
you know engaged in manifesting the universe because this is a universe that the physicists call an expanding universe it is constantly manifest 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 this manifest universe amazing manifesting universe and the waker is relating to this manifesting universe vishwa virat and then what the sleeping one is also relating to ishvara in the form of what you know agnyaha pragnyaha pragnya means what pragnya means the prakarshena agnyaha one who doesn't know anything including the, whether he or she is asleep you can take the sleeping person from you know one town to another town and they will not know this frequently happens in india where they forgot forget to get off the bus at when the stop comes so they are sleeping and nobody knows where they are supposed to get off and the bus reaches the terminus and then the person wakes up 20 miles you know far away from where they were supposed to get off and so this is the this is pragnya pragnya is relating to ishvara how what kind of ishvara ishvara who is you know who is who is without the universe when the universe goes into a state of demanifestation known in the puranas as pralaya then you know in that place of demanifestation what happens nothing happens all that is there is this awareness you know unmanifest awareness this you know this uh, individual sleeper is relating to this ishvara in the form of the unmanifest awareness is non separate from that unmanifest awareness because upon waking the person says oh i slept very well ah that's the whole idea and then so the waker and the sleeper and you know relating to the total the individual relating to the total om who is the waker om who is the sleeper om who is ishvara om whether it's ishvara manifesting the universe or whether it's ishvara that has retracted the universe unto itself still om and then finally the dreamer the individual dreamer taijasa relating to the you know ishvara in the ishvara's creative potential in the form of what is called hiranya garbha all that is omkara what else is left tell me so the deep manifest universe i mean you can't call it universe anymore so the the ishvara without the universe and then ishvara in the form of the universe individual waker individual sleeper individual dreamer and then the ishvara about to manifest the universe satapotapyata all this is included all this is omkaram eva omkar eva yad bhutam yad bhavyam the you know omkara tadapi omkara everything is omkara and you know when there is nothing and the one that says there is nothing is what that awareness that is also omkara so the one who is the you know embodiment of omkara the one who elucidates the meaning of the word omkara what is that this is you know this is bhagavan dakshina murti who is the meaning the very embodiment of omkara and what is this omkara shuddha gnanaika shuddha gnanam you know shuddha gnanam is this knowledge which is pure pure means uninterrupted you know unmediated by anything unafflicted by anything not mediated by anything this knowledge which is all pure because it unfolds you as the purest one you know that is shuddha gnana ekamurtaye so this one murti this one personification of all pure purity that you are and who is surrendering to this the one who feels dirty and impure that's why nirmalaya the one who is without raga dvesha guilt hurt omissions commissions to whom the one who is afflicted with omissions and commissions prays to to wash off those omissions and commissions so lord dakshina murti is like a ganga bath you know where you where it is believed that you wash off all the omissions and commissions so here merely surrendering doing namaskara to the lord is what 
to let go of all omissions and commissions and get in touch with what is called Prashanta, Prashanta Murti, which is the truth of oneself. Prashanta Prakarshena Shantaha, the one who is free of all, you know, afflictions. Prashanta, no disturbance, peaceful, tranquil like a placid lake without any ripples like that. The, the truth of oneself is that and when all the omissions and commissions, guilt and hurt go, that is what will be discovered. So unto that Takshina Murti Namaha. Then the next one, Ishvaro Guru Ratmeti Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyomavadvyapta Dehaya Dakshinamurta Yenamaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmeti Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyomavadvyapta Dehaya Dakshinamurta Yenamaha So this is a, uh, another very nice one. You know the last one here and what is that? Ish, you know, the one who is a magician. How is the Lord a magician? Because first the Lord manifests as three different entities. Lord, of course, is Ishvara. And the Lord is Guru because he has manifested as the Guru. And, uh, you know, and the Lord is what? Yourself, Atma. But how can the Lord be myself? Because I already told you the Lord is Ashtamurti and... The seven aspects we have seen, five elements, sun and the moon, you know, which comprise the Lord. And the eighth one is who? You. <laughs> you are the eighth one. Without you, there is no Lord. You, you know, the Lord includes you. Without you, there is no, you know, Lord. And so, therefore, that Lord, which is tricky, tricky enough to manifest as the Lord, as the Guru, and then as the Shishya, you, you know, as the Atma, as, as yourself. You know, the one who manifests as that, but whose truth is what? The one who makes all these distinctions, these vibhaga, disappear. You know, Ishvara, Guru, Atma, three things are there and the student takes these three things seriously. I want to know the Lord, therefore I as the Shishya will approach the teacher, the Guru, and say, Hey Guru, please teach me this knowledge. And then the Guru smiles and in that smile all the divisions are gone. Yeah. And you are no longer Shishya. Guru is no longer Guru. All that is left is Bhagavan in the form of that awareness which is Sarva Vyapi, all pervasive. Like even space. You know. So who is this Dakshinamurti? How do I approach? and how do I worship this Dakshinamurti like the truth of yourself as the truth of that which abides in the teacher as the truth of that which abides you know which is the content of the Lord non-separate like even space which is divided into various rooms which is itself naturally free of divisions when you see a house under constructions you see the spoof of space because first it's just an empty lot and then what? And then you have, uh, you know, then you have just uh, four poles and then on those poles you have one, one, one enclosure and then, you know, then that enclosure, this is bedroom, bathroom, living room, kitchen, you know, all these enclosures. And then what is that, you know, the space as though cut up into rooms and then space is laughing because space is unaffected by all these barriers because that which is free of barriers is space. So too this commodious Atma that is large enough to manifest as Ishvara, as Guru, as yourself, as the Shishya is free of that. So the body of Lord Dakshinamurti is like space, all pervasive, limitless, you know, but that but which abides as all bodies without being any particular body. So is Dakshinamurti no body? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not a no body. It is no body in particular. Vyomavad Vyapta Dehaya. Vyapta means that which includes all bodies, but which is no body in particular. Tasmai Dakshinamurti 
Namaha. How beautiful is this? All these Dhyana Shlokas, this whole week we have studied and we have enjoyed tremendously. I don't know about you, but I have enjoyed myself, you know, completely. And this should, uh, you know, give us uh, some chance over the weekend to just ruminate over these, uh, what we have studied. And please do that, you know, just think about what, you know, just look at the text get in touch with yourself as the uh, as the new you that is unfolded in these teachings and then you know we will come back on monday with a nice rested fresh buddhi fresh mind and get into the shlokas okay yeah om purnamadav purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaga Purnamevavashishyate Om Shantishantishantihi Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om